0: This episode of News Dump is sponsored by Upstart. The time has come. The Snyder Cut has been released. Wow. And I sacrificed an entire day to watch the damn movie from start to finish. And I'm here to tell you what I thought, whether you like it or not, because, hey, that's just my opinion. And you will certainly have your own. A few side notes here. We'll get into some actual movie news. And Elliot will talk through more of that because he hasn't yet watched the Snyder Cut. Four Uh, hours? Like, I haven't even watched The Irishman yet. Yeah, so... It's a commitment. I am just gonna be rambling on about uh, what I saw, what I liked, and what I disliked. Now, another note, this is an opinion. We are very happy for you to disagree and make your thoughts known in the comments below, but since this movie has such a rabid and aggressive fan base, we are simply asking you to take these thoughts with a grain of salt and understand that not everyone is going to agree with you or us. Okay, cool. The Marvel check just dropped. Thank God. Oh, the direct deposit came through? Yeah, it came through. And so you can do the review Mm now.
1: Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Look, the fact that we have to basically attach a waiver to an opinion about a fucking superhero movie tells you all you really need to know about how divisive (laughs) this entire thing is. Yes. And here we go, continuing to overexplain things, because if we don't outright say it, people will yell about it in the comments. The Snyder Cut community has done uh, some great charitable work. Sure. And we are aware that, overall, the incredibly disrespectful, mean, vindictive, and toxic part of the movement isn't how you want to be represented, and uh, this movement can't control the entire fan base. But even uh, Zack Snyder himself had to distance, had distance himself from certain communities uh, <laughs> yeah. in the Snyder, release Snyder Cut community. Uh, during promotional streams this week, cause of this kind of hostile fandom, so it's not like we're just making this up. No, this is a real thing. This is one of those awkward fucking things I've ever seen. Every other square in the Zoom call is just like, "Oh God, does Zach know that I'm just as toxic as the guy that he's calling out right now?"
0: Yeah, and the, like the the excuse making of like a Warner Brothers just making him say that, or mm-hmm. like people that are out right now uh, completely upset that he would uh, distance himself how, how from can them he betray us like this. Look. All of that aside, let's get into it. Okay. Anyways, here, here we go, A- and I'm going to let you know that typically I, I like everything. Uh, you all know that. Elliot knows that. Uh, so if for some reason you think I'm like on the opposite end of the spe- spectrum and being too nice. Please keep in mind that I also loved the Super Mario Brothers movie as well as Warcraft and Ninja Turtles.
1: Yeah. I- I mean, all, you were so uh, alone in your opinions about t- Ninja Turtles and Warcraft that. Uh, They couldn't find anyone else's quotes to put on the DVD box. So I made it. Yeah. Now,
0: I simply put, like almost everything. Deep breath. Okay, here's the line you're all waiting for. Say the line! The Snyder Cut is absolutely 100% in every way better than the Joss Whedon theatrical cut of Justice League. All right, now say you're sorry. No. Apologize. Look. uh, Apologize to Zach. (laughs) Big cheer, yes, it is better than the theatrical cut. It's not even close. This movie is actually totally different in nearly every aspect, and uh, it's actually compelling, visually fun, and I was thoroughly entertained by it. And the story was cohesive enough that I knew what was going on, even as a layman. Wow. Uh, The entire time I was watching, I, I couldn't stop myself from thinking, what the hell did I watch in theaters years ago? Because this is absolutely not that. Now, would this movie have worked in theaters clocking in at four hours? No. (laughs) I mean, I'm not entirely sure. And and Warner Brothers, first of all, definitely wouldn't have allowed that. Not because of some director's vision, but because they wouldn't have been able to make enough money off of a four-hour movie because it would heavily reduce the amount of screenings that theaters could fit into a single day. This this isn't it's not about vision, it's about
1: money. That's capitalism, baby. This, this was a big problem with Zack Snyder's Watchmen movie, which was three hours long. And the studios were just like, ah, fuck, that means we're only getting 75% of the amount of ticket sales yes. just due to runtime."
0: Literally, for a four-hour movie versus a two-hour movie is half the amount of screenings that yeah. any theater can put in one day. Look, not about vision, it's about capitalism. This is what y'all want. Warner Brothers could and did, however, see dollar signs when they realized they could put this entire thing on a streaming platform where as many people could watch it as possible, all for technically the same price as a movie ticket by just subscribing for a month of their platform. Yeah. But look, I'm going off on a separate tangent. Back to the actual film. Yes, it is long. It is four hours long. But I agree with a lot of people saying that when I finished the entire thing, uh, I didn't feel like it was that long. During it, when I would like pause to get a drink and look at how much time was left, I was like, oh, God. But at the end, I was like, yeah, that
1: was fine. It helps that they released this uh, after Daylight Savings Time. So yes. like, you can start in the daytime, and when you finish, it's, there's still sun outside. Yeah. Uh, it, it actually felt like I had binge-watched an entire
0: series uh, or season of a great series. Uh, having said that, there is... <laughs> Absolutely a ton of stuff that could have been cut from this in order to squeeze down the length. Not scenes that didn't work towards the end goal of a cohesive, entertaining, and emotionally impactful film, but literally scenes that didn't need to exist because they were just something that was shot and added because, hey, why not? It's going to a streaming platform, and it doesn't matter how long it is. There are... uh, I could name specific scenes, but I don't want to... Like, I don't know what people consider spoilers for a movie that already exists or not. Everyone who
1: actually wants to see this movie has seen it already. Yeah, there's, I would guess.
0: there's scenes where it's just like, why is that shot in this? It doesn't need to be. You could have just cut the black after that line. Instead, it's like, here's something to look at. And it's like, okay, whatever. The worst scene in the movie that I'm specifically thinking of is uh, the scene where Batman tells Flash he's rich. And right there, it could have been like, all right, next scene. But I'm instead, rich. it pans out to an above head shot of him in, in this like Mercedes. And it literally looks worse than like an overhead Grand Theft Auto game or something like that. It's like, why even include it? It looks bad. Again, going off on a tangent. Length and editing aside, let me focus on the good aspects for a bit. Then I'll tell you what I didn't like. Then we can put all this behind us for once. It's never going to be over, by the way. I hope it is, but maybe not. Look, the good. The good. Ready? Here we go. Everybody, stop frantically typing. I'm going to say the good stuff. I really... Really, really liked Steppenwolf as a villain this time around. Uh, I was invested in the character, I completely understood his motivations, he had emotion, reasoning, a purpose, Uh, he was very well acted, the voice was great, and uh, he had also a well-defined goal that was more than just smash, kill, defeat Justice League, and humanity. I was actually blown away by how much I loved him as a villain, and I think that having a compelling villain is literally what made this version of the film so enjoyable for me. I mean, he had goddamn anime eyes, for Christ's sake. I actually felt bad for the villain in this movie at points. I understood him, and everything finally made
1: sense because of him. That's crazy, because he was one of the most generic fucking comic book movie villains I've ever seen in the actual cut. Steppenwolf fucking rocks in this. Wow.
0: Yeah. Um... I, I, I'm very hesitant to see what your review is because you're way harsher on things, but I actually, like, all of this is my opinion, not Elliot's, but okay. I thought Steppenwolf was great because he was a well-rounded character. Moving on. Cyborg. Yes. Holy shit. He is the other part of this movie that actually anchors the entire thing, and it's it's so obvious why he was needed in the Whedon cut once you see this one. For me, it, it gives the the perfect human element to a film that is... Otherwise, a bunch of gods fighting each other, and who cares? They're all just gods fighting on our planet. It's the reason Batman's compelling versus Superman, to me, yeah. because he's a human and is limited. Superman can literally rich. do anything.
1: Um, my powers are rich.
0: The sec- that joke did not work for me the second time. I was like, okay, I've seen it, whatever. Um, but look, back to Cyborg. The depth that they gave Cyborg versus what we saw in theaters is actually unreal. Uh, his CG body still looks like shit in a bunch of shots. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because the character gave the film another thing that it desperately needed, a reason to care. First film, why What is? Why is any of this happening? I don't care about any of this. Yeah. The cyborg through line in this gives you a reason to keep watching and wondering how it's gonna wrap up and a reason to actually cheer for someone. So that might
1: explain why uh, Ray Fisher uh, hates Joss Whedon so much.
0: Yes, yeah. uh, now some other stuff
1: I liked. Uh, the
0: extra time given to actually let the story develop and the characters develop, it is actually necessary. Theatrically, this should have been two movies, at least on its own, not part one and part two. This should have been part one, point one, point two, realistically. These characters, they needed time to develop. They needed to get motivations. They needed emotional connections made. Uh, It needed all of that. And this cut gives it to you. Again, I'm kind of torn on this because it it isn't so much a movie as it is a high-budget series that has chapters that are all very much needed. Um, Either way, it was better because of the dozens of scenes that added context to all of the characters. Now, the bad. Get back to angrily clicking on your keyboards. Uh, I'll keep this brief. I don't wanna get yelled at by weirdos all night. I need to sleep. Uh, There isn't too much here to hate on because look, the film's on HBO Max. I I didn't have to do shit but turn on my TV, so I'm not gonna be overwhelmingly negative on this. Uh, And I'm happy that despite the more toxic elements of this franchise's fan base, that the director got to see his full vision laid out. Again, opinion alert, please. These are my opinions. Here we go. Uh, Yes, it was too long. There's plenty that could have been cut to make this far more palatable to people who aren't diehard DC movie fans. Uh, Some of the CGI, a lot of the CGI backgrounds are absolutely terrible. Um, Lots of it looked fantastic. They They really focused on Steppenwolf and the other villains and the otherworldly aspects of it. But the basic stuff was just plain bad. I'm talking mostly about the scenes that actually depict realistic scenarios like cities, streets, or uh, backgrounds and settings that are supposed to happen on real Earth. Anything that looks like it exists in our world looked worse than shooting on an actual backlot. It, it looked like everything was green screened and bad. Uh, again, nitpicky stuff. They threw this version together in a couple of months, so whatever. But yeah, some of it was bad CG. Um, More bad. I I actually liked Ezra Miller's Flash a lot less in this one. Uh, There are some scenes, look, that he, it's incredible. He absolutely nails the balance between being vulnerable, emotional, powerful, and dorky. But there are scenes where I literally cannot stand him. Uh, It's weird because uh, there were scenes where I was like, dude, this rocks, and he's doing a great job as a character. And there are scenes where I was cringing and could not handle it. Uh, I think maybe it would have been better if a younger actor or something played the character or that maybe it was only jarring because this cut was definitely far more serious and it was kind of a jolt to have a dorky-ass cringy joke scene in the middle of all of it. But I I don't know. I was very hit or miss on The Flash. Mm. When he's doing great, he's great. When he's being a dorky child, some of it's great because he's like, oh, wow, I'm surrounded by real superheroes. Crazy. But then a lot of it is just him being weird. I I I don't know. Also, I've met him in person, and he is weird in person. Uh, so I kind of, I guess, maybe left that into the movie, too. Where I'm just like, man, he actually isn't acting right here. He's an odd guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, uh, moving on. The villain that was kind of an intermediary between Steppenwolf and uh, Darkseid named Desaad, uh, meh, looked like Ivan Ooze. Uh, He looked exactly like the villain from Ready Player One, so much so that I'm partly convinced that Warner Brothers just borrowed the model from Snyder's Justice League and gave it to Ready Player One because they knew it was never going to be released. Uh, I get why it was necessary to have Desad in the film, but I kind of just wish Steppenwolf was chatting with Darkseid instead. Whatever. Uh, Aquaman takes his shirt off way too much uh, to the point where it became a joke. Like, he would put on a shirt just to take it off in slow motion. Uh, it you'll see and and finally this is the one that has already gotten me some very weird hate online Which is weird because it's so bad I feel like I'm getting trolled or that certain viewers like the scene only because it's so bad that They're convinced it's good because they're contrarians or they think that liking things that are bad Give them big brains and that the rest of the world is just dumb for not agreeing with them I'm only saying this because I can't believe the response I get by By posting it on Twitter people are like actually it's the best scene The nightmare scene at the end fucking ruins everything. I'm sorry. Jared Leto's Joker is trash. I can't believe how bad he is in this role. It is mind-blowing that he was given a second chance, changed the character slightly, and it's still this bad. It is awful. And the fact that there was, you know, uh, the fact that a lot of the footage that was reshot or shot for the first time with this, you know, director's cut was for this. Mm -hmm. To me is a huge waste. Uh, Also, the fact that it's like the final scene in a film that is such a redemption to what was previously released takes all the air out of it at the last second. The scene sucks. (laughs) It does. I'm sorry. Again, my opinion, you might love it. If they chopped it off the end of the movie, I think this movie would rock. Does he even say we live in a society? He does not say we live in a society. bullshit. Uh, And also, this is the scene where Batman says the fuck word. And it's like, okay, he didn't even need to. Also, not to go off on another tangent, this absolutely didn't need to be rated R. You could see, like, there's like a couple of fucks in this. They didn't need to be said at all. I'm not being puritanical. It just, It's just added in as a little spice. Mm-hmm. And there's scenes where it's like, okay, the gore was added to make it rated R. There's a scene where someone gets tossed against the rock. They're very much alive and coherent, but there's blood and guts on the rock. It's like, all right, whatever. That's, but that's getting way into like picking on this. The Joker scene, in my opinion, not good. Please leave this man behind. Move on. Yeah. We've already had a standalone Joker. It's it, look. I'm done. Look. <laughs> Um, But also, yeah, it was also in the original cut, but another thing I hated is just Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Yeah, Um, He's not in it till the very end, so I kind of even forgot about that role. Oh, were they
1: like on a boat?
0: Yeah, they redid that scene, and I was just like, wow, I forgot how much I hated this. Please get rid of him. Just terrible, the worst. But look, there you go. I could easily nitpick on a whole lot more here when it comes down to it, but uh, yes, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Say the line is far better than whatever the hell we got when Whedon took over. And I am happy that people got what they wanted and that Zack Snyder got to put his version of the film out to people. Um, do I think Warner Brothers will give him hundreds of millions of dollars to continue his movie universe? No. No. And I'm torn on whether they should or not, but or I don't least think they will. Release the won't. Snyderverse. No, because that includes too much fucking...
1: Nope, they're gonna you know. keep asking for it until they get what they want. Look,
0: you know what I would agree to? Zack Snyder doing a Deathstroke movie. Okay. I think that's the perfect tone for a Zack Snyder film and the perfect character for it, yeah. and I think that would be great.
1: Okay.
0: Do I think also that Zack Snyder could make some compelling DC stories as an episodic serial, serial, uh, or sorry, series for HBO Max? Yeah, sure, sure. All right. Okay. Apologies to everyone. <laughs> I pissed off on both sides there, um, Elliot. Let's do a quick ad copy, and then we can uh, have you talk about actual movie news, yeah. like the uh, the movie *Past Doomsday* countdown.
1: This episode is brought to you by Marvel Comics. <laughs>
0: I don't think so. Actually, all things considered, I think I gave the movie a pretty decent review.
1: No, this episode is sponsored by Upstart. Uh, If you have multiple credit cards, you know that tracking multiple balances, due dates, and website logins can be stressful. Upstart makes things simple with one monthly payment in one place. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With a five minute online rate check, you can see your rate
0: upfront for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. You can get approved the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. If debt is taking over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com newsdump. That is upstart.com newsdump. And don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Uh, loan amounts, they'll be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com newsdump. Elliot, uh, please take it away.
1: <clears throat> All right, now back to the news with the absolutely baffling update to a product that we thought we would never hear from again, MoviePass the service that burned millions of dollars of venture capital investment money to provide you, the consumer, with a never-ending buffet of movies down at your local theater chain for absolute dirt-cheap prices, operating at a loss the entire time. It was an idea that was just intrinsically doomed to fail. And it did, spectacularly. But as we've said before, it also had a net positive effect for all of us because it basically convinced major chains to offer a subscription model that allows people to pay a monthly fee in order to see way more movies than you previously might have uh, seen, which is good. It's a a better system uh, that almost always pays itself off if you see just two or three movies a month. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's great. But somehow, some way, in at least some aspect that we are not entirely sure of at the moment, MoviePass is back? Hmm. Or at least, I don't know, they're hyping up some sort of announcement thanks to the debut of what looks like a doomsday countdown clock that's set to hit zero. This coming Monday, at which point all will be revealed. Uh, maybe temper your expectations here, though, because there's simply no way that MoviePass is going to come roaring back with their original ridiculous unlimited plan at bottom barrel prices. There is still apparently some value in the brand name. They do own that Gaudi movie after yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I whoever owns it now is putting it to use as everyone emerges from their pandemic slumber. I guess? Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. What does it mean? What does this mean? Well, not even former CEO Mitch Lowe knows, because in an interview with Variety, he said, quote, I have no idea. It has nothing to do with me. Variety's reporting on this mysterious resurrection continues, quote, Representatives for MoviePass did not respond to Variety's requests for comment. A rep for former MoviePass chairman Ted Farnsworth said Farnsworth is not connected to the project either. Social media accounts for MoviePass have been similarly ambiguous. The brand's Twitter account has been radio silent since June 30th, 2019. And, quote, Privately, Exhibition Industry insiders say they have no knowledge of upcoming plans for MoviePass. Also, their website, it's like, uh, it's real sad. You go to MoviePass.com and it's like, September 2019 is like, sorry, we're experiencing a brief service interruption.
0: uh, Their (laughs) HR dog uh, is still responding to things. No bones about it. We'll be back one day. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but this website is like MoviePass.ventures. So it's not even the original site. Look, the fact that nothing is... Officially known yet, it hasn't stopped internet sleuths from trying to crack that code. Instead of just waiting until Monday, because I mean, really, this isn't a, have an effect on anything. It's just MoviePass. Uh, if one, if if what one social media user uh, is to be believed, a person named StonkGodCapital, God Capital, okay, this whole countdown and hype isn't about the return of the actual service, but is just a bit of guerrilla marketing for a Discord server related to MoviePass. Here's the tweets. After a lot of digging trying to verify the MoviePass countdown, I've found that it's a hoax meant to increase the user base of the r MoviePass Club Discord server. The leader of the hoax seems to be Meru Bakusu, who was the first person to post the new MoviePass site on Reddit. He is a moderator of the subreddit and an admin of the Discord server.
1: But what's the subreddit about? I don't know. Because MoviePass doesn't exist.
0: Well, you know what it did, Elliot? It built a solid community of cinematic film buffs who love nothing more than to see movies the way God intended, in theaters next to Christopher Nolan with a big bucket of popcorn. And when that was taken away from them, they needed to find themselves again. And they found a community in the husk, the rotted out husk of a former subreddit dedicated to exploiting Movie theaters' financial bottom line. All right, that's the, I, I'm assuming all of that. I have I have not been active yeah. on the movie subreddit.
1: Anyway, we would love for this to be something more than what it is. Yeah. apparently, and for movie to have some sort of revival as we enter the real roaring twenties. But uh, Stonk God Capital's analysis seems pretty believable, and the fact that no major outlets can get any information out of this makes it seem as though it probably is just some stupid gimmick that has nothing to do with the actual defunct subscription service MoviePass. We'd love to be wrong, though. Yeah. We got a lot of great content out of MoviePass. We sure did. Uh, I'm still sad to see it go, but um, I guess we'll see what happens on Monday. Just don't get your hopes up.
0: Yeah. It was funny, uh, AMC A-List, back at the beginning of the pandemic, it was like,
1: don't worry. We got you
0: guys. We're going to put AMC A-List on hold. And then it was like, I think it was like July where all of a sudden I got charged and they're like, don't worry. We took care of it. We're coming back. Everything's coming back. So we charged you because we know that you want to probably use this, right? Mm. You're you're definitely going to be first through the door. And I had to like get on an email chat with a representative to get my money back. Hey, I I literally can't
1: even go to the movie theater right now. Yeah. I live in California. What are you doing?
0: No, but at that point they were talking about even California opening up and they were like, Sir, are you sure that you want to cancel? Because if you cancel, you're going to have to wait three months before you can start it again. I was like, yeah, Yeah. I think I'm going to be okay
1: waiting three months. Have you seen these graphs in the New York Times? Look at this graph. (laughs) The line is going up. That's bad. Mm -hmm. We don't, we want the line to go down. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of
0: topics that we've covered numerous times in the past on this show,
1: WeWork. Oh, another great company.
0: Yeah, can you With you believe... a brilliant business model. Yeah, it's already time for the epic documentary about this absolutely ridiculous business that had pretty much the same meteoric rise and catastrophic fall as MoviePass, but in a completely different industry. Although WeWork is still around. They are, they are. Um, Somehow. Now, we are all going to be able to feast our eyes on the WeWork documentary in just two weeks. Time moves fast and slow. When you don't think about things that are happening, yeah. they show up. Uh, but the trailer's out, and of course we can't get away with showing trailers here, but you should absolutely, absolutely go watch this trailer. Uh, the link's in the description below. It does a great job of hyping this thing up and alluding to just how chaotic and ridiculous the inner workings of WeWork uh, were. It looks like a cult. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it looks nuts. I cannot wait for this. This is going to be out on Hulu, by the way. Yeah. Uh, April
1: I'm, 2nd. I'm very excited mm-hmm. for this. And on that note, uh, the documentary about the college admission scandal is out right now on Netflix. But we haven't watched it yet, but it's obviously pretty high on our list. Yeah. We did hear from people that it's both good, informative, compelling, and actually does feature our old boss, Machinima president Steven Sempervivo. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. I'm excited for that. Yeah, and this one, I, I'm curious about how, because like it's, it's a documentary. It's a but they use mystery, actors yeah. to like reenact uh like transcripts that the FBI collected. Yeah. So I'm, it's all it's a sort of mixed media.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, but, I'm very, uh, very interested in seeing this. I just had to dedicate my entire movie watching ability
1: to uh the Snyder Cut. I mean, yeah, the Snyder Cut takes place of like almost three movies. So yeah. Um, also, uh, another thing we haven't watched yet, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I guess Disney plus, <laughs> uh, oh, you guys like WandaVision? Well, here's something else.
0: I actually like that they, it was like a week off and then it was like, by the way, we have more Marvel stuff coming. Yeah. So if you're worried about that, don't worry. Cause here's another series. I think timing it that way is, is great. At least for people like me who are still inside on the pandemic thing. And yeah. It's just like, oh, look, more shit to watch. I think I might
1: wait a little while before I start that You one. finished
0: WandaVision? Yeah. Yeah. I liked it.
1: Yeah, it's fine. I liked the beginning of it a lot more than the end because it did gradually just turn into another Marvel uh, thing. Yeah, I was weird uh, out at the
0: beginning because people were shitting on it, and I was like, I actually like this. Yeah, this, this is interesting. Different. I
1: don't know what the fuck's going on. And, yeah. like, they did a really good job uh, with all the different, like, old styles uh, for TV. But
0: uh, as a whole, I thought it was Elizabeth fine, Olsen yeah.
1: and uh, um, the guy who plays Vision. Great actors, both of them. Yeah. Whatever. Paul Bettany. Yes. Two great actors who. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah. And Agatha
0: Harkness. Who could forget? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, It was great.
1: Spoiler alert. Anyway. um, It's been weeks. I'm sorry.
0: Yes, I also believe, look, if it's a series, you get a weekend. You get a weekend. You shouldn't fucking say anything over that weekend. But weeks later, I'm sorry.
1: Anyway, uh, if you've seen The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, let us know in the comments what you thought of it. But we're pretty sure it's just going to be mostly down there. It's going to be people arguing about the Snyder Cut.
0: Yeah. And and hey, look, I'm going to be real with you. Do us a favor. At least make the arguments somewhat civil. Please don't personally attack people or, or do any weird shit down there to make anyone feel uncomfortable. Say what you want to say. Keep it focused on the movie. But oh, what about my free speech? And try not to jump down each other's throats. I'm just asking you to be decent. All right, that's today's episode. Sorry, things are a bit shorter this week. We had a big stream smack dab in the middle of the week, which took time away from other stuff and, you know, how it goes playing catch-up. Regardless, we'll be back real soon with another episode of Weekly Weird News. So until then, hey, have a great weekend. We'll see you soon. Maybe Elliot will have watched it by Weekly Weird News and he can give a little snippet. I don't know. Maybe. It is... You you really got to put some time
1: away for it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, we'll see other episodes over here if you want to watch those, uh, including uh, a very recent uh, Tech News Day where we talk about some uh, next level art theft. Art theft. Mm-hmm. Bye. Check those out.